Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Thank you. 
3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting, noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and acknowledge also that the land was stolen and never ceded. I'm your host of the show, Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronouns she, her. And um, there's lots of ways to get in touch with the program if you want to have any queries, so to speak. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. Or look for the posts on Facebook, my page, Sally Goldner AM, or Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. And remember, any opinions on the show are my own. And um, if you is anything that is um, you know, triggering on the show, I don't think there would be today. Maybe mentions of gender-based violence later in the show um, might be the only thing. You can contact Switchboard, which um, includes QLife in Victoria and Tasmania, on one eight hundred one eight four five two seven, and um, we'll be finishing the show a little early today because we'll be going live to a broadcast of Slut Walk. And thanks to Freedom of Species, which usually follows the show for um, giving up their time slot. Thanks also to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon, and all sorts of amazing creatures that we need to consider. Well, uh, opened up today, I should add, with um, Breakfast at Sweethearts, the title cut of Cold Chisel's second album, because today is Don Walker's birthday. What a, as they say in my best butch voice, legend um, of Australian music. So I had to play a chisel or Don Walker type of particular song written um, by Don. And of course, Don has done lots of stuff afterwards, um, or when Cold Chisel's not um, been working from 1983-ish through to today. Um, obviously, it has done other things. Um, but also Don has been in Catfish, um, Walker, Perkins Owens, many other things. What a great contributor to Australian music. Well, great contributions are needed in all areas of life and telling the stories of um, early trans and gender diverse people to use today's terminology is really, really important. And there's one that, um, well, we could lose, but you could do something about doing that. On the line to have a chat to me about um, such a situation is Cathy Sport. Cathy, welcome to Out of the Pan. Hi, Sally. Pleased to be with you. And as we do on the show for all guests, um, if, um, can I just clarify which pronouns you use, if any? My pronouns are she, her. Cool. So we've um, established that, but um, trans and gender diverse people, well, um, pronouns are important. Lots of things are important. You've got an important project that's of great relevance to the trans and gender diverse community, our culture, our history that you're involved in. I could just start by telling us about it, but tell us what it is and perhaps how you came to get involved in About Vivian. Okay, well, About Vivian is a 14-minute documentary that I made 20 years ago, and I want to pick up on something that you said in your introduction before I launch into describing the film and, mm-hmm. and my current fund, fundraiser, is <clears throat> that some of the terms that I'm using in this discussion are mm. historical, and I just want to acknowledge that uh, because 
some of those historical terms may be distressing to some listeners. Um, I'm still learning how to talk about the film in the present day. I made it 20 years ago, but it tells a story from gender diversity during the 1940s and 50s. Um, So that's why I just wanted to clarify that there may be some terms that I use in the discussion. So, and, and just you. to pick up on the on the pronouns as well. So, about Vivian is a story about um, Walter Lee, also known as Vivian. I met Walter in 1999. He was 73 years of age, and at the time, he never used the word transgender. Mm. Um, and the pronouns that he used then were he she. Yep. So, when I describe the story, uh, I tend to describe the story about the time that I met him and yep. that's why and that's why I use those pronouns so I guess that's why I needed to clarify that up you know up, up at the, the top of the story up yep. at the top of the conversation yeah oh, look I'll just totally affirm that that I think that if that's what someone used at the time I think we have to use it and everyone's individual labels including none at all and their pronouns that they used are their own and so you know that's understandable we totally you know we also acknowledge that you know, you know, there are more terms emerging, which is great, um, you know, because that means every person has a chance to come closer to their authentic self um, in the time they are in. So totally affirm what you've said and why you've said it. Um, perfectly reasonable. And, of course, historical context does need to be noted too. So dive in further and tell us, um, tell us more. Okay, so the main thing about this story is I think it really illustrates the way that people risk everything to live a gender that they feel is theirs but may be different to expectations at birth from their biological family and from society. Um, So the film focuses on Walter Vivian's uh, formative years, early years, and his identity was really shaped by medical scrutiny of the 1940s, the law. Mm -hmm. He used to use the term Lily Law and the camp scene of the post-war period in the 1940s and 1950s. So um, I started out wanting to make a film about lesbian life during the 1950s. I really couldn't find anybody willing to be on camera. So I then advertised more broadly. I advertised in Star Observer and Walter answered my ad. So that's how we met. I never forget the moment that I picked up the phone and he answered the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and but uh, but ironically, I suppose he still refused to be on film. He didn't. He wanted his story to be told, but he didn't want to be filmed. Uh-huh. So that's one of the reasons that you don't actually see him in the film in 1999 at the age of 73. We see photographs of him and I ended up having to use dramatic reenactments and archival footage. So um, movie tone newsreels, Sydney Sound movie tone newsreels and photographs to tell the story. Mm-hmm. It took a long time for him to trust me and we got along really, really well, but it still look, it took a long time. Mm. Um, and he refused to even be recorded for months. Wow. So that was, uh, in, in filmmaking terms, it was becoming a bit of a film nightmare, really, because mm-hmm. I, well, I wasn't quite sure how to construct the story. Yep. But in the end, that's why I turned to dramatic reenactments and trans activist uh, Norrie May Welby plays or acts the role of Walter Vivian in the film. Mm-hmm. 
So we constructed uh, several themes um, from the time. Um, and it, it, the film is absolutely gorgeous, but I was a, probably slightly a film snob. 20 years ago, I shot it on 16mm film and it was just before the big switch to digital. Mm-hmm. So uh, I never transferred it to digital. I've got VHS copies now, but I, I never made a digital copy. And so that's why uh, I'm now, uh, I've launched a, a campaign fundraiser to raise the money to restore the film and bring it into the digital world so that it might find new audiences. Yep. Look, a lot in there. Um, first of all, to talk to um, Walter Vivian's um, experiences, I think it's a reminder that, yes, we are going in the right direction. We don't want to be stuck in the difficulties the difficulties of the past. We want to move to a better place. We also have to acknowledge them and the trauma that older um, trans and gender diverse, to use today's language, LGBTIQA plus people have endured. So we understand that, not so we get stuck in it. So we remind ourselves constantly of what we are doing this for. And I think that's, I'm really glad you, you know, I think that it's important that people understand Walter's perspective here, because if we don't, people might say, you know, what's this about? I think so. I really want to affirm that. Um, And second, you know, (laughs) said the 55 year old who's sitting amazed in front of a laptop that I could get um, someone responding by Twitter or something to the show or SMS, um, yeah, probably, um, <laughs> you know, um, 16 millimeter film, VHS tapes, um, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, let's go through for the perhaps some of the more tech buff type of people, um, what exactly they are, why they could deteriorate just in case, um, because I think that is important to understand that. And also um, from the, we'll say the tech side of things, the film side of things and the um let's have a little chat about that as well. Yes, well, um, the acetate film um, can tend to dry out over time mm-hmm. and it becomes very brittle. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> those analogue formats, um, they last a long time, but they may not last forever. And in you could say that about any format, really. Mm. Um, the hope is that bringing it into the digital world, digitising the 16mm film will preserve the film so it means that um, we can then access it because at the moment nobody uses uh, 16 millimeter uh, projectors anymore mm-hmm. um, so that's one thing so access is one thing so um, we open up access by bringing it into the digital world but we also preserve the film so that the film can uh, remain um, you know hopefully when I eventually do uh, lodge it into a repository that with a cool temperature environment, the film itself will be preserved, but we can still access the film um, via an, uh, an MP3, MP4 file or, um, you know, a digital file. Yep. So that's, that's really the, the, a couple of reasons to preserve the actual original uh, physical item. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I, I hope that explains it. No, that, that is really good because I think it's something, you know, I remember vaguely from my days at Bent TV in the um, early 2000s, um, you know, that there was issues of, you know, if some things were on VHS and super VHS and all these things. And, you know, we do lose some of our, 
you know, well, our queer culture and history and that sort of thing. And, you know, because of that and we've, where we can digitise, it's a really good thing. I also just had a quick look around while you were talking um, at our reel-to-reel here in the 3CR studio. Um, we value all eras of technology as well. But I think it's important that we have access to all of this. So I think that's really important to note. Um, you know, you, you know the story so well having, you know, sort of, well, um, initiated the the story, you know, the telling of the story twenty years ago, and must have stuck with you. What's been the impression for you, and whether that's as a person, a, a queer person, a filmmaker, how has it impacted? If I may ask, how's it you know impacted on you? Because um, it's a it's you know I think the sort of stories that we hear about of people in the you know earlier than say the nineteen seventies, but of course it was still challenging then. Are pretty pretty huge. What what were your thoughts and your feelings, perhaps even more so, as you were going through doing that interview? Well, I guess I um, felt like Walter was my teacher. I hadn't heard a story um, mm. like his, so I think that one of the defining moments that of his life that he shared with me was the medical examination that he had because he joined the army, the Second World War Army. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's where, when he joined the army, he had already had homosexual experiences. Mm-hmm. He had plucked eyebrows. He didn't think that they would take him, but they did take him. And um, but it, and so he spent two years in the army. And it was when he was discharged um, that the army doctor used the word transsexual. He'd never heard the word transsexual before. Mm-hmm. And they diagnosed him um, as having a neurosis. In other words, a mental illness that to get help and to be, you know, ostensibly cured. Mm. Um, And so for me, I hadn't learned stories like that before. So he really opened up my understanding of um, the impact of having in, while he was only 23, 23, 22, 23 years of age, it was, you know, those formative years. And I mm. think that no matter how light he might have made of that story, it really stayed with him forever. Yep. And, and um, I mean, now, of course, we've moved away from, as you mentioned, uh, away from transsexual to transgender to, to emphasise uh, or place the emphasis on gender. Um, rather and to move away from that medical diagnosis, you know, mm-hmm. that was really about normal, no, you know, a model of normal, what's normal and deviant, mm. you know, in the in that sort of mode of the of the, the Victorian sexologist. Um, and I think it's really important to remember where we've come from. It's not that long ago, really. Oh yeah. You know, it's uh, you know within hundred years of our history. So um, and. Yeah, I, I guess he he had some really significant hardships mm. as well as trying to find find pleasure and happiness. And so for me it was opening up my understanding of, of how he lived his life and his experience in the army and then later how he came to be given the name Vivian, which was quite a, 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 an interesting story. So it was quite common back then for... Um, uh, to to adopt uh, the names of movie stars. So Vivian is uh, the name of uh, Vivian Lee, who was um, in um, 
Gone with the Wind. So, you know, a famous kind of um, 1940s movie star and um, that's how he came to um, the name Vivian. And they, he used to frequent the Hyde Park um, beat. So in Sydney, the mm-hmm. Hyde Park was a well-known beat. And what his story really uh, opened up for me was an understanding that it was actually much more than a beat. And that there was a group of them that used to meet very frequently um, in the in the park, and they would um, they would cruise. It was um, <clears throat> it was pimps, it was gay men, it was drag queens, it was prostitutes. It was a whole bunch of people coming together, risking everything, but using the cover of darkness. Mm-hmm. Gathered together, the police were watching them. They were watching the police. Um, some traded uh, for money, so sometimes Walter traded for money. Um, but it was also about expressing who they wanted to be, expressing identity and also uh, sexual orientation. So I'm not sure if I've answered your question. Uh, Probably strayed a little bit there. No, Um, gave a lot of information on, you know, the sort of situations that people faced. Again, you know, that we need to tell those stories of what happened at that time, you know, and, well... You know, so, um, what's what's the saying? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Plus a mom, plus a change. Yes. If you're in French, I mean, we've seen some progress, but of course, an issue as is the dust settles on this, you know, um, well, unprecedented year of on of, with so many things, um, mm-hmm. is going to be police powers and how it affect disproportionately affects those who are disadvantaged, including in LGBTIQA plus communities to do, use today's language. So I think that's. If, it's, if there's such a thing as a ramble, that's a really good ramble you've done because <laughs> we need to be reminded of that. There's still progress to make if you are the proverbial, you know, cisgender, middle-class gay man or lesbian. It's, you know, a lot better, but we all know for trans and gender diverse, people of colour, many, many others, sex workers, all those people, all those groups, just to name a few, that we've still got, mm-hmm. you know, issues to work through in police in, um, you know, well, probably lots of places, but certainly Victoria and New South Wales. Um, whilst there's been some progress, still distance to travel for sure. Um, but also I think it is a reminder of, you know, that people were forced in inverted commas, largely underground in inverted commas. And that, you know, we, you know, the openness that we have more so today, particularly in large um, cities, particularly large inner city, like inner city areas like inner city Melbourne and Sydney, for example, you know, they were hard-won freedoms and we need to keep cherishing them. Um, so I think that in that sense, the intergenerational learnings that will come out of showing this film more are even awesome. And um, I certainly hope we can get this restored and it can get shown at um, um, festivals like Tilda down here in Melbourne, the fantastic Trans and Gender Diverse Festival or Melbourne Queer Film Festival or um, um, Queer Screen in Sydney, wherever it is, or anywhere around the world. I mean, it's a story that needs to be told for sure. So really, really um, good that it's happening. And the thing is, though, um, it's got to happen. And how does it happen? Um, And what sort of uh, fundraising target are you seeking? And how can people contribute if they think, I would love to contribute? Okay, well, there's three days left. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Three days left um, for the campaign. Um, And... 
I set a target. I set a fairly modest target. Um, I have reached the target, but if we go over the target, that means I'll be able to digitise more of the original film. When I set the original target, I was probably a bit modest. But if I go over the target and raise a bit more money, that would be brilliant because that means I could then um, digitise the original interview rather than just the edited film. Mm. So that would be even more, um, you know, brilliant. We'd have more access to um, the full interview. Um, so head over to Possible if you feel like you would be interested in learning more. It's, there's a, a page on the Possible website. Um, and if you'd be interested in supporting, uh, giving about Vivian a long life, uh, you can use the search function on the Possible website and just type in about Vivian and it will come up yeah. and you can make a pledge. Cool. I, if it's okay to ask one other question, um, the person sure. who is the subject of the film, um, you know, obviously when you met in the, in the, just at the turn of the century, 73, so I'm, no, I'm, um, I'm guessing perhaps sadly no longer with us. Okay, I met I met Walter, just to clarify the dates and the timeline there, I met Walter in 1999, so oh, 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's the 20th anniversary of the making of the film. That's the other reason I'm doing it. So it's a nice way to celebrate the 20 years of making the film. So we met in 1999. He, at the time, was 73 years old. Mm-hmm. And sadly, um, he passed away in 2005. So he would have been 94 years old this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, yeah. look, it's sometimes said, and it's got to be said in the right context, and this is one of them where we honour our LGBTIQA plus um, pioneers and seniors who paved the way and got us to a point where we could have conversations like this, and they did it often at great sacrifice. And I think it would, I think you're, um, you know, quite right that it is a, you know, something we need to remember and honour Walter's memory um, to show that, you know. You know, um, as part of that history, and I'm glad I'm glad you got to talk to Walter and be able to document that. So, um, in the spirit of live radio, I'm actually pledging multitasking and pledging as we speak because I think this is really important, and it does help our intergenerational learning, which sometimes there's communication gaps. Um, so I think it's really, really great that you're doing this, Kathy. You do lots of stuff in media. You formerly with um, QTV here in Melbourne, and I think, and if I have it right, you're also connected to the archives currently, well, at this moment in time, um, on the 29th of November, the Australian Lesbian and Gay Archives, but by coincidence, a post just came up that said the name change is about um, probably being voted on soon, could become the Australian Queer Archives, if that happens, Are you? and that's really important as well from that perspective. Absolutely, yes, I uh, understand the uh, the... That's coming up on the AGM is very soon. I think it's on the second of December next this week coming coming up this week. So there's a, a vote for the um, to pass the name change, uh, and that's been on the go for a long time now. But uh, possibly this week. Yep, um, I'm actually I've just um, regained that post day Thursday, so the third. Um, yep, oh, okay. that's all right. Um, really good, and I think very very welcome. Um, for me as a B and a T, um, I'm happy to come under queer as an umbrella term. Um, so, yep, um, you know, I, I understand that there is stigma about queer, but it also, I think, for the archives, I think represents that sort of pioneering um, spirit, which is important. And you're helping to honour 
the spirit of one of our pioneers through your work, Kathy. So huge appreciation um, for what you're doing. Um, um, so, you know, thank you so much and keep doing it. And yeah, keep us in touch by all means with what with what's um, going on with it because I think it's really important. I was going to say if you were over the target, you might be able to buy yourself a coffee to do all that late night work, but no, let's restore more film. Um, so, you know, really important about what you do and thank you for doing it and sharing a story about one of our trioneers. Thank you so much for having me on, Sally. A pleasure. Thanks very much, Kathy. Hang on a sec. I'll just get some music playing um, and... Um, um, or just have a little chat um, um, just to uh, off air. But in the meantime, let's have a listen to The Standard Deviations and a track from an album from many years ago, um, their um, eponymous album, there's a good word for the day, and Dressing For You, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast.
Hello, I'm Rory McLeod. I live in Scotland and I love radio. I can do the washing up, I could be in the garden, I could be in the car driving. Well, I'm listening to 3CR, Radical Radio, subscription radio, community radio on 855am. We do stream at 3cr.org.au. So you can become a member and donate money. Hi, I'm Marjan, and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on your radio dial. 
also on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Please subscribe. That's us, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Prior to the messages, musically, we heard the beautiful voice of Annie Lennox. Why? Come back to that in a minute. And um, also the standard deviations from their eponymous album, which goes way back to 2005 even. Um, But it just seemed like dressing for you um, seemed appropriate for all of the program today. And once again, um, opening up today on Don Walker's birthday of Cold Chisel with Breakfast at Sweethearts. And my breakfast coffee is working in and the show will continue to um, fire along. Um, well, um, wanting to move to the second part of the show and linking in, um, we're about um, in around 20 minutes time where 3CR will be heading to a live broadcast um, for Slut Walk. Now, this links into dressing for you. Well, how you dress is totally all right for us, provided it doesn't harm anyone else. You know, you have a right not to be harmed. And of course, we know that people um, are sometimes, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, demeaned for how they dress or that they have to, um, other people think they have a right to make people dress how um, how they want, that sort of thing. So I did want to play dressing for you, but you can dress how you want so long as it's um, with your fully informed consent. And also why, why do we have gender-based violence? There's just simply no excuse. And, you know, I think it's really important to, to talk about, um, have some, you know, conversations about that slut walk, um, does it um, so well? I think it raises some very strong points about um, you know, gender on all angles of gender identity, expression, body, all those sorts of things, that everyone has the right to freedom and autonomy with their body and how they express their gender, such as Walter Vivian, who we heard Kathy talk about in the first part of the show, um, and didn't have that in the past. And now, we all know that we live sadly in a, a hierarchical society and where when it comes to things like body, sex, gender, call it what one will, all of the above, um, that what might be called in simple language, not the technical term, ultra macho blokes um, sometimes, you know, sadly often end up at the top of the hierarchy and as well misuse power over any other form of body, gender identity, gender expression and so on. And so things like Slut Walk do huge stuff to make sure that we start um, steamrolling out that um, hierarchy and inequality and levelling the playing field so it is safer, so that people are alive, it's fairer, and people can achieve more of their potential. I often ask, imagine if we had a world with total respect on all angles, but the focus of this conversation, of course, is about aspects of body, gender identity, gender expression, um, how much better we'd be off, how much better off we'd be. It was interesting that when we just chatted to Kathy, Walter would not talk on camera um, and things had to be reenacted by someone who certainly has strived for diversity of gender and equality, um, Nori may well be, and, um, you know, that Walter felt so unsafe that maybe Walter's feminine expression in terms of how Walter wanted to look in terms of eyebrows or whatever else um brought negativity on him, I'll say him in line with what Kathy said, in terms of he couldn't be himself, discharged from the army, told, being pathologised in so many ways, 
um, you know, that it was a neurosis to have a gender identity or and or expression different from expectations. But imagine what would happen if we valued everyone's gender identity and expression. Everyone could be themselves. You know, I often say this, We, you know, the very basic limitation of saying that, for example, men can't cry or women can't do maths. I'm sorry, I should have almost given a, a brown paper bag warning there. If we value everyone and treat everyone on their merits with a combination of on their merits and respect and certainly don't demean anyone for who they are, Imagine all the skills everyone would bring into all of their life, to their work, their relationships, their families, um, their communities. You know, we'd have it all fixed by five o'clock next Friday. Well, maybe the Friday after. Seriously, we can do so much more, and this is why it's really important to um, you know tune in today to 3CR's broadcast about Slutwalk, and well done to all those involved um, in Slutwalk itself. And the good to see people here um, today at 3CR gearing up for it. And I'm quite happy to finish a little early for such an important thing. And we'll be tuning in as I prepare the podcast and head home. Um, Really, really important. And, you know, when we, and it's not just, of course, gender, just to go beyond that, when we value everyone for who they are and what they bring, and we don't have to fight through negativity, it's important. I know at times where sometimes in, say, LGBTIQA plus community meetings, and I've been demeaned for trans, bi, neurodiverse, woman, any or all of the above, um, that you're fighting your way just to get heard. But when I'm in a a really good space, a warm space, a space where I am valued, I don't have to do that. And I can get all my ideas out there and go, oh, great idea, you know, that sort of thing. It is so much better. And so this is what Slutwalk is aiming to achieve amongst many things. It's also looking for a more, um, you know, sort of respectful and positive approach on so many other things. Sometimes when I see some of these debates about, you know, such as the one recently following the Four Corners debate, um, for example, you know, people say, well, how do we deal with this issue? I mean, how do we do, you know, it's pretty simple. No, you know, in some sense, obviously things have to be age appropriate and then consensual and safe. How do we know if something consensual will not just take no to mean no, full stop, no argument. But take hesitation to mean no is a good a good one as well. If you know, sort of, let's say someone, and I'm going to say someone, but it, you know, we are talking of in men, most cases poorly behaved men who perpetrate onto women, um, and a woman says, "Oh, maybe I'll go with you." Oh, great! No, take hesitation to mean no. But if someone gives a yes, then you communicate. Oh, yes, I'd like to go out to dinner with you. Well, and that's all it is. Well, that means all it is. You know, be clear about it. It really comes down a lot as well to communication skills. And yet somehow the misogynism and patriarchy in the world have obscured basic common sense and respect. Well, let's um, get back to that common sense and respect, blow away the fog that surrounds these things and make it better for all. Well, um, another birthday that um, you know, we need to honour during the week, the 27th of November um, was the anniversary of um, Jimi Hendrix's um, birthday. And of course, sadly, he left us way too early, born in 1942, left us in 1970. Um, and, well, um, I've just got to play a Jimi Hendrix song and here is by my absolute fave. Um, and, um, well, as I always like to say on the show, permission to play air guitar, permission granted, um, here is All Along the Watchtower. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally.
must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman there, drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. None will level on the mine. Nobody of it is worth.
psychedelia. The knowledge with which they can go out and speak to people without feeling like what they're saying doesn't make sense. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Psychedelia continues to bring news and discussion about Victoria's drug policy and its many intersecting social issues. Find out how to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. I just assumed there'd be more coherence around things like the law. Psychedelia does not condone or condemn people who use drugs for their choices. Our aim is to present the diverse intersections of psychoactive drugs and society. How we talk to young people about this inherent human phenomenon of seeking altered states of consciousness. You can hear in Psychedelia live every Sunday from 2pm. Head to 3cr.org.au for more. 2pm next Sunday. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Yep, in Psychedelia, coming up at two after our special broadcast today, um, Slut Walk Live, just before I tell you who you'll be hearing from, if you tune in and listen to the speeches live, had a message in from um, Xavier. Thank you for your show today. Boy, the topic has me blubbering tears of our treatment by society today. Thank you for the diverse music. Um, boy, you know your music girl talk about diversity. Yep, um, knowing no knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre, that's what we like to do on this show or sometimes knowing no boundaries of classic rock country or western. But um, seriously, thank you, Xavier, and thanks for tuning in. Now, let's have a look at or find out about um, who will be speaking at Slut Walk today. We have Amina Khan, writer, educator, activist and law student. Suzanne Newton, Darabin um, Sazia Sidek, feminist, stylist and trans advocate um, Sharma Brenner um, from um, Content Warning for Difficult Topic, but got to be discussed, End Rape on Campus, and Peaches from Vixen Collective, all doing awesome work, um, calling on an end to slut-shaming, victim-blaming and rape culture and as it says here on the page, on the Slutwalk Facebook page, whatever we say, wherever we go, yes means yes and no means no. I like that. Oh, like that chant. Um, that'll be heard loud and clear today. Now, very quickly, as part of 3CR's um, campaign of 16 Days to End Gender-Based Violence, I'm looking for people who are comfortable and totally understand it's a difficult topic to talk about situations of gender-based violence. It could be your lived expertise or it could be you know, an area of, say, academic expertise. Get in touch with me via all the means of communication if you want to be involved in the show. really like to talk about this and want to acknowledge that, you know, in a patriarchal, heteronormative, cisgender normative society, so much of it is the poor, poorly behaved element of men perpetrating onto women. But of course, trans and gender diverse people can face issues where it goes perhaps as part of that, but it's a sense of a misuse of power over other people. For example, it could be neurodiverse um, power that gets misused, um, cisgender over trans and gender diverse, and so on. So really important that we acknowledge all of that. So, yep, a special broadcast coming up um, right now and then in Psychedelia at 2. Now, I'd better therefore get out of here and make way for that amazing special broadcast. Um, Tune in, stay tuned um, if you are listening live, and I'm not sure if there will be a replay of it and the ability to um, certainly be on demand, I would imagine, for a week, but we'll find out more about that. Take it out today with someone, well, um, was tossing up which song to play, the opening track of Marie Wilson's debut album, which was Won't Keep a Good Girl Down, 
which seems a good one to do. But um, we'll um, take it out and hope um, in terms of next week's show, hopefully be talking about this as part of that when I catch you next time, to quote the track from Marie Wilson. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. What do you want from me?